Welcome back to another episode of Real Chumps. We're chatting about movies, feels like hanging out with friends. I'm your host, Marcel, and with me as always is my co-host, Danny. In this week's episode, we are going to be discussing the 2007 film Across the Universe, directed by Julie Taymor, written by Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenet. Furnace? Sure. <laughs> Why not? And Julie, uh, and Julie Tamar, starring Evan Rachel Wood, Jim Sturgis, and many, many more. We are Joe also Anderson. From... We got to throw his name in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Joe Anderson. I love Joe. And uh, Ariel, <laughs> thank you for coming in. Ariel is our special guest of today. She uh, is one of the hosts for Underrated, the Underrated podcast, and has her own podcast called You've Never Seen. Uh, <laughs> so w- welcome, Ariel. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, like like they mentioned, I, I have a com- uh, company under Cast Company, um, uh, and and then a podcast underrated. So yeah, go and check those out. And I'm happy to be here. Thanks for letting me on. Um, we've had Marcel on a few um, ep- episodes of that podcast, and um, and then you guys are going to be joining me for um, one of my you've never seen podcast um, episodes, and I'm very excited for that because it's going to be for. Uh, I like like if, for listeners of that um that podcast I'm I have a blank spot with it when it comes to 80s movies in particular so <laughs> there's going to be a really good classic 80s movie that that we're going to be talking about on that one just to tease it to go nice. and check that out yeah I'm excited for it. I'm excited too. It's a great one. You guys have a great team over there undercast uh and underrated. Oh, um you guys recently did which I'm so glad you guys did the Shanghai Nights and Shanghai yes. Noons uh, uh, series, which they are so good, by the way. So good. They're so fun. And, and not enough people talk about them. I feel like that that whole, the, the that era of a movie has, like, they're only people who lived them. Know, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they've kind of, like, been eaten up by the, like, monopolies of superheroes and some of these other things. that like, these sort of, like, action-y duo movies yeah i remember, I remember when uh when loki came out right oh uh luke, luke owen owen luke, wilson. yeah uh-huh. right and um <clears throat> i think i was at work and so i was like yeah you know owen wilson from like shanghai noon and shanghai nights also my co-worker <laughs> and they're like who i'm like wedding crushers and they're like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah owen wilson is from shanghai noon for me yes uh that's what that was my first interaction with them so yeah for sure they're good ones no you guys are you guys are great we will link uh the all the information to not only to the uh for them so check them out and uh anyways ariel we do like to have um i don't know if you've checked out the pod but we have we like to have questions of the day or Mm -hmm. questions of the pod so uh this week is a pretty easy one i I just want to know what is your favorite Beatles song. No, oh, come on, man. That's come not on, <laughs> come yeah, on. No, yeah. You're not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hard one, but I think like a classic one that's become like kind of like iconic in my family is like "Hey Jude." I mean, I, just the whole story behind it, and um, it's kind of a sad story. I don't know if you you know the story behind "Hey Jude" of like essentially, um, you know, kind of iconically at this point, John Lennon, you know. Um, married Yoko Ono and yeah. and uh unfortunately like left his family essentially <laughs> yeah. because that including his son Jude and and Paul McCartney being the awesome person that he is like wrote this song essentially for you know his who's like his not biological but but nephew to kind of like 
it's okay. It'll be okay. You know, I'll look after you. You'll be fine and stuff like that. And it's like, but it is such a, such a great song for that reason. Cause it's, it could connect, you could connect to it in any kind of like hardship kind of thing in, in the case of this movie that we're going to be talking about. It's just like a, it is like a, it's a song that helps you regain your hope. And, and that's been a, a great one for, for me of, um, of the Beatles. Yeah. Good choice. That's a good one. I, I, I do like that song. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's uh, Till There Was You. Hmm. I think, and it's funny because uh, it's the one song that I like sing to my girls. Like, it's like, like when they were babies, like I would sing like both of them uh, to like rock them to sleep. Um, some parents are singing Rockabye Baby. Others are singing Taylor Swift. I'm singing Till There Was You from the Beatles. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great choice, great choice. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and I think I was singing, I was singing like years ago when I was with our first, I would sing it and my wife's like, oh, that's, that's a pretty song. I'm like, yeah, it's the Beatles. She's like, oh, I didn't know that. And so it's, it's it has great yeah. lyrics. It's, it's very beautiful. I think that's my one that like we sing the most at, at home. Um, yeah. We are, I actually sing, sing Hey You to my, to my oldest a lot. Oh. And it's like, she's like, play Hey You. Anyways. Um, but I think my favorite, uh, not my favorite, but like a song that I really enjoy, um, that I, I, I'm going to say for to this one is on, or I really love Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts. <laughs> it's such yeah. a long freaking name. Yeah. Uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also Love Me Do. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. There's something about that song. It's just, it's fun. It's, it is fun. It's, 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 you know, warm. I don't know. That's so good. But anyways. Good stuff. I uh, wanted to t- chat with that. So um, let's go into the movie. Uh, Ariel, can you give us a breakdown of Across? Actually, yeah, let's g- give us a breakdown of Across the Universe uh, and like a little bit of the plot, that sort of thing. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. 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 Uh, Across the Universe is essentially a jukebox musical movie um, that is uh, essentially like it plays through using the music of the Beatles. Um uh, and it starts off with the with um, um, first off Jude from from Liverpool from England, which of course is where the Beatles were from as well. Um, who travels to to the U.S. to try and find his his GI father, his dad, long lost dad, who was a GI, um, and essentially con- had conceived him and didn't know about him, and then traveled back to the U.S. as as GIs of that time and and still sometimes do. Um, and in the process, he, he ends up meeting like, um, uh, he ends up meeting um, Max who becomes his best friend. And, and then also as well, um, who Max is, is essentially um, a college, it ends up being a college dropout, hates college, ends up going, want him and, and Jude end up going to New York. And then um, he also meets uh, who ends up being the love of his life, uh, Lucy, who is Max's his Max's um, sister, and and she re- she essentially she has a boyfriend who who ends who ends up going to Vietnam and dying, and then later travels alongside them to New York and becomes a a protester of the war um, of those kind of things, and then then Max himself gets gets drafted and and goes to Vietnam. Jude becomes a artist and and it's all this just 
perfect story of like love and and um things like that and it, it it's just such a beautiful movie and it with beautiful uh, visuals and very much encompasses in an awesome way the trajectory of music that the that the Beatles were like I was thinking about this before I hopped on here that the Beatles are I would consider one of the most historically relevant um, bands of their time like they they very much transformed with with the world in a way yeah. of their style and things like that and then the movie itself kind of captures that kind of trajectory of of the Beatles themselves without even referencing the Beatles or or anything like that it, it just uses their their music as the landscape that that their music was in, in during that time of the of this 60s essentially great Great overview. This is a great movie. Yeah, great movie. It's been a while for me, and and I come with that said. Before we get you, you chose this Ariel as the movie that has most shaped you, right? Uh, as a first time guest, we always like to have our our guests kind of pick a movie that has most shaped them, either as a creator, as a human being, as whatever, right? Um, and we'll get to that because I'm really curious as to how, like, in what ways this movie has shaped you. But I, I'm curious, like, what what is like your history with this movie with the Beatles? Did you grow up watching, like listening to the Beatles? Did you see this when it first came out? I kind of want to just kind of gauge everyone's like relationship with the Beatles slash across mm -hmm. the universe, the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Danny, I mean, or go ahead. Ariel. Go. Oh, oh, sorry. You, whichever one. <laughs> you can go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the Beatles are just like, they were, they were always a band that was just there, you know, like they're mm -hmm. such an iconic, um, Pan that I don't even remember when the first time I ever heard them. It was it's very much like akin to how Michael Jackson is into my yeah. family as well. Of like it, they they're just there. They they it's the Beatles, you know. It's Mike Michael Jackson. I ironically both connected. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, like it, it, it's this kind of like it was just the Beatles, and then and then when this movie came out, I didn't see it unfortunately in the theaters originally. Um, I did get to when they released re-released it. I think for like the tenth anniversary, I was able to watch it yeah. in theaters. But I um, but I ended up yeah, like my um, one of my aunts like, oh, you guys should check out this movie. They had it on DVD. We borrowed the DVD, and I immediately fell in love with this this movie because I, I am I am a person of like uh of musicals. My my mom kind of like like raised me on the old um uh golden age of of movie musicals as as well and i just like i just love i love love <laughs> and so yeah. like i really fell in love with with um jude and lucy's relationship and the complexity of it and the, and i've always been like kind of like um you know a, a sympathizer for for like people you know in, in wars and stuff that especially you know I, I come from a family of like who have served you know their country and stuff so I like um know these kind of kinds of like um things that happen and how how you know messed up people are you know after war and stuff like that and it's kind of like touches that um and I think it just hit at the right time when I watched this movie I watched it when um uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, um, I had a very incredible um, uh, teacher um, named Mr. Rupp, 
you know, he unfortunately has passed away, but he was, he was a Vietnam vet, the most incredible kind of guy. Like he, I would equate him to kind of being like, like Max. He was just like an awesome guy, but he, you know, he had this sentimentality of like, he was proud of, of serving, but he was like, no, like it, it's messed up. Like the, like the war was messed up, like I, and stuff like that. And so, um, and he taught, of course, U.S. history. So, so like I was learning essentially what, what this movie was about and stuff. And, uh, and, um, and then it ended up actually like informing how I did my, my, essentially my final English project of um, my high school career was like, we would choose like one book that we chose that, you know, that we had read in our sophomore and I mean, not my sophomore in our, um, uh, was, what's the third year? of high school uh, junior, 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 yeah, yeah. junior or senior year mm-hmm. um and i chose because i just watched across the universe and we had read the things they carried which is also mm-hmm. set in the vietnam war i chose the mm-hmm. things they carried and then created like a slideshow that the majority used a, a good amount of songs from across the universe oh, and those yeah. versions and um and like I, I think I still have that slideshow somewhere. Like with the, <laughs> that slideshow, the music. It was, uh, I think, one of my best projects <laughs> in my high school career. Um, and and yeah, so like it, it just like informed me in that way. And then it's just every time I rewatch this movie, it's it, I just love it so much. I was like watching it, you know, um, today before before we started recording, and it was like I think this might be like it definitely is. It, it, I've always considered it as my one of my top three, but I think this might be like m- my top one because I feel like I could watch this at any time. Like, mm. it, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. That's awesome. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out the fact that you mentioned your English teacher uh, mm-hmm. last week's episode. Uh, a history teacher. Yeah, sorry. History teacher, then English teacher. But like you had yeah. a teacher, teacher last week's episode was on um, – uh, Dead Poets Society and mm. because back to school time, so it just felt re- really relevant. Awesome. Yeah. Um, let me share a little bit about my experience. Please. I, uh, so this came out 2007. Um, I didn't watch it in theaters. My I grew up with the Beatles as well and Michael Jackson. It's so funny you mentioned that because I was like, oh my goodness. Like Mexican mom, she's like Beatles <laughs> yeah. and Michael Jackson. Rough history between the two, but you yeah. know, with the Very whole rough. thing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So uh anyways, my mom, like the Beatle One album, the Red Red album. Yeah. My mom, like, she got it. She like would listen to it um and love that album and that's kind of where i kind of uh gained an appreciation for the beatles because it just had a lot of their some of the you know top hits um and then i had a friend i had a couple i had a group of friends in high school um and uh i think it was 2010 like or 2009 2010 that my mom had bought the movie because she wanted it because she'd known that this movie came out so i watched it with my mom uh maybe my sister or whatever but I uh, really enjoyed it or, you know, enjoyed it. Definitely was like, man, that was trippy. <laughs> uh, like, I think it was the first time I've ever seen like a jukebox musical. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that was kind of like a, a trip that I and I never really like experienced. So that was fun. Um, and then I ended up watching it with several times with friends. Uh, and because they like went down, they went deep into Beatle, like this, uh, uh, discography and and like trying to understand and and we had a 
a person that was in our in our in our life that was a huge Beatle fan. So we talked with as an adult, and we talked with them a lot. So, anyways, it was just amazing to kind of get that, and that's kind of where um, uh, I've experienced it. And so it's been it had been a couple of years, but I've I've seen it like lots of times, and I've just uh, I didn't get to fully watch the whole thing. Um, but I did enjoy rewatching some of the some like the key parts that just were like amazing. I actually in prep for this podcast, I found I discovered that Selma Hayek is yeah. the nurse, yeah. which I didn't realize yeah. until this time. I also discovered the fact that so Selma Hayek she actually asked to be mm-hmm. be on this, and that she was like she uh, the what's her the, Julie Julie was. So, okay, we'll have you be. She's like, just one nurse? Yeah, just one nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I just love it. You guys are way cooler than I am. Come yeah. on. Man. Yeah, watch watch the, the special features. There's like a whole documentary kind of like of, of the making of it. Oh, yeah, okay. That's really good. And that's like, yeah, that comes out of it. And that that this movie was very much like, we'll, we'll get into it. But, but yeah, that this movie was very much like developed on the, like, on the fly which is was a in like kind of like the like a creation of it was is was a very fluid movie which was like really awesome well, yeah we will actually get to that because there's mm-hmm. lots of inf- fascinating stuff there um for me also there are three constants in in life michael jackson <laughs> <laughs> the beatles and michael jordan yes <laughs> those are the three constants like i they have those three have always existed um and will always exist right yeah. um so yeah I, I i i grew up with the beatles i love the beatles i listen to them i'm trying to get my kids to listen to them i know um so when i saw this when i saw the trailer for this i was like oh a musical and i think at some point i know at some point in my life growing up i'm like there has got to be someone that they can do like a beatles musical yeah. like there needs to be I, and i knew of like uh, a Hard Day's Night, the, the the Beatles movie, and and the other ones that they that they did, right? Quite a bit. Um, but like, I'm like, there has to be, and I think this was like, because this came out 2007, right? So I think like in 2005 ish, or maybe a little bit earlier, Mamma Mia was kind of like the big Broadway mm-hmm. hit, right? And and I remember, I, I never saw it on stage. Um, I, I I listened to the soundtrack and whatever, and I'm like, why isn't there's something like this, but for the Beatles, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and so when the trailer came out, I was like, oh, nice, finally. And I saw it in theaters, um, loved it. Also, I was like, oh, man, it was like trippy. Like, I have to watch it. And I think I'm pretty sure I watched it like five times, <laughs> three or five times that first year it came out. Yeah. We had a local like dollar theater. And I think I, I went like twice there and then we rented it. And, and so like... I saw it at least like three or four times that first year. And I hadn't revisited it until now. Um, but it's interesting because like 11-ish, 12 years ago was when I met my wife. And I went through this like phase of just listening to to the to the movie soundtrack mm-hmm. for like three months straight. It's a great soundtrack. The de- there's a deluxe too. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so like, I was just for like three months of like us early, like early dating. That's all I would listen. She would, she'd live like 30 minutes away. So like I would just put on across the universe and like drive all the way to just across the universe. So it was like a, it was like a fun, like flashback or like 
walk down memory lane of being like, oh, I remember when I was dating and we were dating and <laughs> I'd play this and drive up to her house. So that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it is a fun movie. I, I, I loved it. Um, it's great. Um, I forgot just how impactful it is and, and continues to be relevant, for, not just for like in its story, mm-hmm. um, in in the mu- in the music uh, adaptations, it's it's really good, and I'm really excited to like get into the gritty nitty gritty. And let's do that because there's a lot to talk about. We could be here for probably a couple hours. Um, so I kind of want to. Um, I don't know. Do you have some place you want to start, or do you, Ariel? Do you have a place? I'm good with whatever you like. <laughs> let's. Uh, well, I, I guess you talked a little bit about this, Ariel. Um, it, this is like your number top top one movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, why, and how, in what way has it shaped you? And why, why across the universe right. is your mm-hmm. most shaped movie? Yeah, uh, like I like I said, it, I think it hit at the right time, and it actually like has informed how I like um, think storytelling in my mind. I mm-hmm. really, really love like like all the ideas that i've had are are like go along with movies whether go along with music whether you know if i were ever to like have the chance to make a movie or anything like that um two of my major ideas is like one one is like a jukebox musical um based on based on a certain artist's music uh uh I, I won't say who's because it might, I, you never know. It might happen. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. It's stolen. <laughs> but, but then another one is like essentially telling um, this story, but like having, you know, essentially, which equates to my other favorite, um, one of my other top threes of Garden State of this soundtrack that informs like the feelings that, that, um, you know, your characters are feeling. And that's just how I think of like a story is like whenever I'm listening to to music or anything like that, it's like, you know, it's, it's informs the story of, of who's listening to it. So yeah, I was like, if I, if I ever had the opportunity to like do that kind of thing, it would be like, okay, like I love the idea of, of like, I've heard some, I think it's, I think it's, I, I don't, I don't know if it's Mark, uh, Mark, Mike Flanagan, but it's some, some uh, director or writer, they they essentially provide a playlist for their their um you know actors and stuff like that to inform their character and I would like oh yeah I would totally do that because like mm-hmm. that's just how I think is like like music is is definitely like for me uh, a quick service to how you're feeling like and yeah. and that's like with uh, when this movie came along in my life as well as garden state which kind of hit the same about the same time it's just how and is informed how you know my creativity is and and things like that so so yeah that's that's how it's important i love that i love that because this movie does have such a unique um directing style right yeah and a visual style as well which I think uh, as a musical, um, it's it's very, I don't want to say easy, but it's very common for like a musical just kind of, you, you have the set and, and we have the choreography and whether that's that's just like a drawn set uh, right. background, right? But whereas this one's very stylistic, right? There's animation at parts, um, really cool like images 
with a lot of symbolism and metaphors in it. And, and I love that you talk about like that style of storytelling. And, and, and maybe let's jump into that. Like how, how does the visual effects um, and artistic direction that Julie Tamer takes create this dreamlike atmosphere, right? It, there, there's, especially this last time I was watching, I'm like, it, it really does feel like one, yeah, it takes, the, you have the backdrop of the 60s, right? But yeah. there's this dreamlike aspect to, to it all. You know, I love what you said that this feels, or no, Marcel, you, that, you said, that you said that this still feels timeless or like relevant, right? And I think what it, the part of where it comes is the way that she, she told this, this movie. <laughs> is that you know it i mean she comes from place from a background of yeah. theater right and i think you know there's been several people that have come from theaters and and you know they do musicals or and whatever and they you know that's you know i think now you got you know Lin Wells Miranda's uh in the heights and like how that you know this using the musical to like help leverage you know with the you know the story but i felt like, i i just feel like this movie is in its a league of its own yeah because like we got these huge set pieces um that that it's not just about telling it's not just about like having showcasing the music it's like telling a story leveraging the the music while all for the most part in most of them trying to leverage the st moving the story forward right i mean there's a couple of songs in there that if they were cut they you know you probably could still have you know yeah, yeah. The plots are still there but i mean we're following multiple people so there's like you know that, that, a lot there's, that whole, there's a lot to juggle but i mean like you know if you if you suspend some like super criticism or, or whatever it's a beautiful movie it's a wonderful use of technical skill in understanding different mediums mm -hmm. and leveraging those into um something that that is it's so enjoyable um, I mean, I know that like it actually didn't. I I, I know it didn't do well. Um, yeah, like, in the greater pub, like I, I don't know. I just feel like this might be a movie. Like I don't know how people feel about it now. I feel like people love it now, right? I, I think it had its criticisms uh, when it first came out, and I'm pretty sure like. Uh, I was looking at the IMDb rating, and it has like a seven point five, which yeah. is really good, right? But I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago, it was not that high. I think it's developed a, a love and I think a, a higher appreciation over the like the last decade. You have something to say, Ariel? Oh, no. It, it's just like, yeah, it, I, I don't it, – because it was then it was not marketed, you know, as well, I, I believe. Like, I think I, no, I yeah, had, was... it, like, seen, like, a, a trailer – but that was it. Like I had only seen one trailer, so that's why I never really saw it in the in theaters when it originally came out. And um, and then yeah, like I got exposed to it by like essentially word, word of mouth. And but it is such a beautifully directed movie, and and just the not just directing but the editing as well like there's so many shots that are like seamlessly spliced together. I mean like the opening scene of of um of you know hold me tight and and, and the yeah. seamlessness of like of the con and the contrast between um lucy's dance and 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 um jude's like you know kind of like mod kind of like um club dancing kind of thing it, it's just like so awesome and and to have that kind of like a 
like do idea of like having duets between your two main what like your two main characters before they even meet is just like just such a brilliant choice in, in you know creatively and i think that's why like this movie is gaining more uh, you know gains popularity consistently you know even now is because of this the creativeness of of the storytelling of the of the writing and of the directing and the editing and just like and the visuals and yeah like like you were saying like all these big set pieces like and the different changes in art styles and and like how i was touching before it's and it kind of like tracks with the changing of art uh, art style that the beatles were you know they they started off as like a mod a, a mod band and then and or a somewhat mod band and then like uh then you know the hip hit kind of like sergeant pepper and yellow mm-hmm. submarine and then and then you go into revolver and let it be and all that kind of style and stuff i i love that you bring up that first n- number right because it's also such a great way to like give us a contrast of where these characters are at yeah right you have Lucy who is head over heels over her boyfriend and, and rightfully so. Right. And, and, and with the great song, uh, uh, hold me tight. And, and then and at the high school dance, everyone's like the choreography, everyone's all into it. And then you, you shift hard into, into Jude where it's, you know, at, at the, at the music venue. And it's like very like muted colors yeah. and what he's wearing as well as yeah. what she's wearing. And like, it's very close, more intimate, right? And then we cut back over again to Lucy and everyone's going at it and dancing. I just love that because these are two individuals who are just in the 60s, late teenage, early adult life, and and they're just in different stages of life. But it's telling me that these characters are going to come come together at some point right i would almost argue that they're that it's not that they're different stages of life they just have different circumstances yeah mm-hmm. where yeah i like they come from different circumstances yet they have kindred spirits mm-hmm. in, in this and that's where i know i feel for that you know this movie i feel like does a w- amazingly beautiful job of providing uh adding because this is not a movie that would win best edit like get nominated for for best editing and win it because you you know edits are happening like it just has such a style. But I would argue to say that this would be like this would win if there was like some sort of YouTuber like for like outstanding a thing that like keeps you engaged that like uh, that allows you to have an experience. This movie wouldn't because like the fact that they add so much juxtaposition not only with like the song lyrics. Um, to the visuals, but also the visuals yeah. together, right? I think of Strawberry Fields uh, Forever, right? You know, you've got this art piece, the strawberries, but then the the act with the the war, um, and and it just I to me, there's just it it adds the juxtaposition of what editing provides, right? Adding complete opposite, having mm-hmm. one scene that's beautiful and flipping it to be something that feels so dangerous and so um or 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 not a uh, dangerous but it, or even could be like you know um it's a word i'm thinking of like uh shock you know some kind okay so, yeah, yeah like a shock effect too yeah just because like, like you know jarring yeah contrast ju- yeah one of the things like you know when editing sometimes you like one of the, some of the most impactful things you do walter Burns talks about this in 
uh, in a blink of an eye, he talks about that you got to have juxtaposition, right? Because you need to feel, you feel something. And then if you flip it to be something that is completely opposite, you then are like yanked to a different mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it does something like, um, you know, it helps you, it, it not only like re- kind of recenters you into a position, also just helps with adding like um, to some degree of like, uh, a pause, yeah, um, but also just power, like the fact that like you can cause, you can showcase two different feelings within three seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I, I think um, <clears throat> I, may, I might be getting ahead of myself, but the the number of uh, I want to hold your hand with prudence. Oh, man, okay? that's such a strong one. Mm-hmm. It's such a great one. I totally forgot that one was in this movie. <laughs> well, it's because I think a par- part of it is like prudence's character's art kind of like i i have a love hate relationship with that character well, not with the character no. but with how they depicted her because uh, right she's introduced in with with, with i want to hold your hand we see her struggle then like she vanishes they go through the the bono sequence right and then um and then uh mr kite she comes out and it's like she's 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 accepted who she is she's accepted her 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 true feelings and it's like but we didn't see that and and i think it that that bugged me so much this time it's like you you introduce to a great character her conflict and then just show us that she the resolution how did we get to that but it was off screen it was off screen yeah. what, do, you have, I, do you have feelings on this ariel i think that her character is mainly like kind of depicted off screen because you don't see like her you know getting to new york she just like literally like yeah like it it's very much her character arc is like kind of like played with her actions and and what what people say is like oh like where did she come from oh she like came through the window kind of thing and it is very much who prudence is i mean like of a character and like it, it's like a she can't she kind of like represents kind of like a subtlety to to her character arc because um because yeah, she essentially does run away to the to the run away to the circus, you know, upstate, yeah. you know, because it's like upstate New York is is where they find her and and at Mr. Kite's like um, circus, and uh, and yeah, like you kind of get that she gets over Sadie because she's like, oh, okay, I met you know somebody and she's a contortionist, contortionist, yeah. <laughs> and that's but I think that that kind of like fits in with her character because like she. She left Ohio to get over, you know, the the cheerleader, and then she yeah. she's like a helpless romantic because in a way, um, she like, but she finally okay. found like a, a romance that's reciprocated in a way because oh, like interesting. you know, so yeah, that's and true. So, and so like her struggle was complete, even though like we we could have seen more because like I've you know like to me I felt like what it was is that part of it was like I mean the writers are from this time like they yeah are from this time period right mm-hmm. so like they're writing to that i think it's i mean i think that it's actually pretty bold that they included prudence's mm-hmm. character arc even up to the point that they did mm-hmm. um and so i think that like you have to like there's a little bit of that also i think 2007 if i remember correctly also was a little bit of a uh tie spot with uh you know gay gay marriage and that's, and, that's a good and, point and, like, yeah um just like more, you know, I feel like over it's been over just, I'll say like seven, maybe, 
maybe 10 years, maybe, maybe a little bit less than that, that like that's become more of like a open sort of thing that was in, that's in movies. Like we mm-hmm. see that more and more, sure. like more now, you know, mm-hmm. whether you, whatever your opinion is, I'm not going to, you know, but to me, I just think it's, it's, it was bold. Uh, I thought I, I do feel very much like you, I feel conflicted with, with Prudence because I do find that her, there's something about it. Like even, you know, whether you, you're gay or not, there's that, you know, you might feel that like a, a hopeless romantic um, where you quickly, you're quick to fall in love mm-hmm. yet may not be reciprocated with the individual. But you know why it's done so good? Give it to me. Because they choose to introduce her with the song of I Want to Hold Your Hand. I, okay. I Want to Hold Your Hand is such a happy, you know, yeah. upbeat, like exciting song. Yeah. yeah. And in this case, it's with with the tone and, and the moodiness of it, it changes to a sad song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, yeah. to, like you said, a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. And I love, 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 love how they – how the the, the – that the screenwriters did that with this song that they said, we're going to take this beautiful song about being in love and having, having the girl with and holding her hand. But in this case, no, we're not changing the lyrics. We're mm-hmm. changing how we approach the music and the tone and the key, right. To make it more somber, to make it more of a, of a conflicted emotional feeling that she's having. This is a perfect example. Why I think this movie does, is a beautiful it's a masterclass in helping to leveraging music mm-hmm. from an artist, but using it as a as the 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 painting for your for for a palette. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, to craft a painting uh-huh. because each I think they do that with so many songs in this yeah. in this one, yeah. right? I mean, obviously, I feel like they're through the psychedelic one. It's you know they're pretty. They didn't do too much, uh, <laughs> but. I feel like the beginning and the end, you know, first act, second act, they just add so much to that that I think Revolution is also another one that I yeah. think about. Yeah. 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 Because rewatching it now with Revolution in particular, like, he's not like because the way that, that everybody around him is acting, he's not actually saying those words. Like, he is like, it, it like um, it's just how he's feeling inside, but you could see that. Oh no, he's like saying something else that because the, they're like kind of reacting differently to how the song is going. So there's kind of like, but he, you get the point across. Like he's not really saying like singing this song or these lyrics. He's just saying like he's fed up with this of like how you like want to be revolutionary. Like you're gonna like it's you know you're gonna get in trouble and stuff like that and he, and he like is warning lucy yeah. of like what essentially because he could kind of see through paco which of course like what the heck with the name paco of course such a punk here's here's not only that but we recently watched uh Upgrade? poker face oh okay no no yeah. we watched poker face <laughs> uh which has a whole sequence with these other activists similar time frame um and these old women who like they were telling their story and it is like all flowery and colorful and but they would she they the uh charlie who's the the main character finds out later is that she's that completely they they were they were that they were extremists in the, mm-hmm. in, in you know I, what i love about this is is, is the, the juxtaposition again yeah yeah it, his words yet are saying one thing is supporting what they're going for. The action of the film and the, the things that are happening, events in that scenario 
are the opposite, mm-hmm. right? I I love it. I think it you you're completely jarred. You're completely like the entire time through that sequence. I mean, part of it is just that like you know he loves Lucy mm-hmm. and he want he, he's trying to help her. He doesn't. It's not even about getting back together. It's not even about yeah. like scoring. It's about the fact that like he doesn't want her to wind up in a place that because and I think part of this comes from where he comes from. You know his background. Mm-hmm. He's coming from Liverpool. Like, I love the fact that we have this color shift from even when he goes, he gets deported after the sequence. We're back to this like monochrome, Mm -hmm. monochromatic, like freaking lint, (laughs) like pocket lint style. Uh, Stupid women saying like, well, is this real enough? I hated his (laughs) ex-girlfriend. I, I like I hated her even more with this this watch. I was like, shut up! Like you know, like even at the beginning of her, like just already like I'm uh, like she she's like I'm I'm gonna go like with with somebody else and like you're just gonna leave me and stuff. And it's like yeah, he did like end up falling in love with some or you know fooling around falling in love with somebody else and stuff like that. But still, it's like. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel bad if him dumping you. <laughs> like, you're, you're, like, and where she ended up, she ended up like, like essentially like uh not. I don't know if we would call it trapping. We don't know their relationship, but but yeah, right. she like ends up pregnant with like the guy that's like begging. Well, at the beginning was begging for you know his his paycheck to go to the pub is now automatically hands his paycheck to her. It's like right. <laughs> so even, she, even Jude tell tells her like. <laughs> Just don't don't date whatever the guy's name is yeah, yeah. and up being him, right? Mm-hmm. I love I was looking at the at the cast, um, and her character official's name is Liverpool Girlfriend. Like, yeah. they don't have like, yeah, a name for her or well, Jude's girlfriend yeah. or anything like that, just Liverpool girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. I think they have names because they they like title like Jude's dad, Jude's father the same way. And I'm like he has a name, but yeah, but yeah. But, yeah, but you know, it's one of those things that I don't know. Yeah, it, but it's such a it's, <laughs> that freaking scene is so good. <laughs> I it, it just showcases. I don't know this movie. Can okay, let's. You got something? I I, I like what you what you mentioned, Ariel, about like how you're writing. You have this idea of, of like a script, right, for for a jukebox musical. I was I was watching an interview from one of the producers, and and he was saying like. When the idea came up to them, uh, a lot of people would have, he heard a lot of pitches and a lot of pitches were, how can we tie these lyrics into a story, right? And like, we have, we have this catalog of 30 something songs. How can we tie these lyrics and create a story? And he said, it wasn't until I heard from Julie's pitch that she approached and said, I have a story I want to tell. Mm-hmm. What songs can I incorporate into this story? Yeah. Right? And I think that's what makes this such a, not only such a great story, but a great musical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that you, you have the backbone. And it's this, this, this story about love, about friendship, social change, right? Um, even self-discovery. And then you find the lyrics, the songs that can fit to to get this mess these messages and these themes across and i think that's such a great um writing skill for a musical because i would be that guy who was like oh i'm gonna do it i don't know david bowie i'm gonna take out these 10 songs and be like yeah i'm gonna now i'm gonna write a story Mm -hmm. around these 10 songs 
I would be that guy, but I, I, I think I would also be that guy. But I have done a musical. Oh, okay. Have I told you? I, haven't, I need to show this movie. Mm. We, we actually got to watch the music of my. So in college, we entered a forty-hour film festival. So uh, the premise of the forty-hour film festival, if you don't know, is you you get a crew, you sign up, you show up, they pull, you say they say your team, you go up, they give you they give you a name. So so like female, male. A, a line that you have to use some sort of prop um, and then you have to pick out a, you pull through a hat for a genre mm-hmm. and usually it comes in like two two different genres and the first time we did it I had a buddy of mine who is loves music and he he wrote songs he loved he's like we, we guys we gotta go for, we gotta get musical we gotta get musical my my professor at the time who's now a really good friend of mine He'd been doing it for several years, and he'd never. He, they've won. They had won a musical, and they never got it. Oh, okay. We show up. We pulled musical baby, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we spent. You know, the my buddy spent the night. Um, I was executive producing slash uh, was the editor, um, and uh, so my buddy and some other the crewmates, they they wrote. He wrote three songs mm. uh, in one night. Um, we then and recorded it, like wrote and recorded the three songs. Wow. We then uh, went out and shot the whole thing. But um, that's and, and for in I think what what I the reason I'm bringing this up is because like we wrote three songs and we we basically had to like because we were doing it in such a time frame we had to like figure out okay what are the ideas that are happening in the writing room that we could then feed into hmm. to like you know <laughs> some of the stuff to help kind of transition. And but I think even if I came to it, I think it would hundred percent be the same way. I'm like, well, what can we do to fit that stuff in? Yeah. But it is truly a story storyteller magic mastery to say I have a story, and where can I weave in the songs that will help amplify that story? That story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just between Jude and Lucy. You know, no. we got Prudence. We've got Max, you know, we have the, like, entirety of, like, the time period, mm-hmm. which um, I would maybe argue, maybe argue to say that, like, that might be the main character that is not really the main character. Mm-hmm. The time the period? 1960s. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, definitely. I mean, like, like, yeah, like, like, just, like, going back to, like, what I was saying, like, it's as just as the movie is just as like informative of the time and and place as the Beatles themselves were, you know, kind of thing of, of this kind of transition of, of time and, and um, social thought and, and things like that. And it it is, it's just, it's just so brilliantly and like, it flows so well that you don't even really notice it and, and stuff like that. And like, it's just so organic as life is, you know, of, of a transition to these different, like social, you know, um, time, you know, of the 1960s, the social time. Let's talk, can we talk about some of the musical numbers? Let's Let's do it. Can we go through that? Yeah. Ariel, what's, can you, what's, uh, what's, what's the musical number that you feel like? Maybe not your favorite. What's the one that you like? Maybe this time watching it that might have stood out to you that you felt like. Uh, I think like, or, even, or just your favorite. I don't know. Yeah, whatever you want. To... Yeah, I'll I'll start with like one that that pop that like came in and like 
I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it's I I love this like scene and and part, but it's not it, like, um, and then followed up with my favorite, um, I think like yeah, Hey Jude kind of like hit hit kind of hard today for me. It was just kind of like a such a great moment. Um, Blackbird always uh, yeah. What was that? I was just gonna say I feel like this Hey Jude always hits. Oh yeah, so hard. I think I love Hey Jude <laughs> because of this movie. Mm. Really? Yeah. Like I think I like I liked Hiju, but I I distinctly remember feeling very connected mm-hmm. to the feeling that these two individuals were having. Yeah, mm-hmm. or that like, because you know, yeah, yeah, because you could like kind of feel like this is like a letter being like Max sent him a letter. I don't know yeah. if how readily like phone calls were at the time, but I feel like I've always felt like this is like a letter that like he sent that like informed him like hey like yeah like. Lucy's fine and stuff like that. At like, I miss you. We miss you. Like, can you, like you know, kind of like it'll be okay and stuff like that. You could get her back and and like, let her go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think part of it is like the time period for me, like high school, mm-hmm. finding someone that I I felt like I was gonna marry, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, going through a struggle. So, anyways, I just like I don't know. Even now, just thinking about. Just the impact. It's just a strong moment. It is. And I think it it also just like goes back to the power of Hey Jude in itself, right? Yeah. I I was thinking of of the movie Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Danny Boyle, right? mm -hmm. Yeah, which is also, I I loved Yesterday. I know a lot of people don't like it. So do I. Yeah. That one's considered definitely underrated. Oh, yeah. No, and I was totally backing it up, but. Of one of the powers that be, I don't know. He didn't want to do it. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> but I, I actually ended up watching it because I was like, oh, "Of course they're gonna like yesterday." Why, it's why, a great one. Yeah, why do we'll, we'll, it? It's a great follow up. It's such yeah, an iconic. It, uh, it's a, it's such a great idea of a story. Like it is. Yeah, I've, I've had that thought. Uh, uh-huh. we'll, we'll, one day we'll get we'll bring you back again for for oh, yesterday. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah follow it. Um, one year from today. Okay, but but I was when I was watching. Watching Hey Jude this time here on Across the Universe, I immediately thought of, of Hey Jude from yesterday. And it's when, uh, I forget the main character's name, but he, this is, he's out of the hospital. Everyone has forgotten about the Beatles. <laughs> and he pulls out the guitar and it's gifted to him and he starts playing. No, 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 no it's, it's with his, it's with his parents, right? Yeah. And he's, yeah, that's right. He's on the piano and he's trying to get this song and it's, the impact and to the point where he like the key, he keeps getting interrupted and interrupted and interrupted and he finally turns around and is like I am playing Hey Jude for the first time you are the first human being to ever hear this like let me finish it and I just which is so true like it's such a powerful song in this case to to write that letter to a friend right and and say dude you gotta come back like we're doing fine but come back like you win her back mm-hmm. again right and then and then yesterday to be like don't interrupt me. Like, <laughs> let me play this. And I just love the use of Hey Jude in, in both of those, <laughs> of both of these movies. Um, mm-hmm. No, good, good choice. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. What's another one? Um. Well, my all-time favorite and it remains my all-time favorite is is I I've just seen a face because I just like, I, it, it's such a beautiful song and, and like and the the way that it's played out and it, and you like um 
Jim Sturgis is it was in that moment it was like it's like it, that was the record scratch for me when I first watched this like of like you know the record scratch it was in that moment that Ariel you know fell in love with Jim Sturgis because <laughs> Jude because he does this like when he says um um she's just the girl and I um and she's just the girl from me and I don't want the world to see we've met he does yeah. this like I face that like I hope my my future you know um who, who uh, you know my future husband like looks at me that way because it's just with so much like love and passion and of course it it calls back to to the line in um with with a little help from my friends that he picks up yeah. of like um would you believe in love at first sight and he's like yeah I, i'm cer certain that happens all the time and it like actually does happen to him and it's just such an awesome callback um to that line in that song and and the bowling alley it, and is so <laughs> such an awesome like set and stuff yeah i <laughs> i uh I, I that move that that whole sequence i honestly it was that the the hopping scene yeah mm -hmm. and that sequence some of those little small sequence that was in the trailer that made me say i want to watch that movie mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah the the use of of, <clears throat> of the colors right yeah. as it goes back and forth and and the hopping and and just the choreography of of being in a bowling alley that that number is so 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 fun i love that oh one. it's so fun it's so it's it's freaking beautiful i think i know it's <laughs> he he's phenomenal in that scene i also love the like it's the hope the optimism max you know he's like who cares you know let's do the the, the thing that the any dropout should do go, go to freaking new york mm -hmm. you know like yeah. I, I don't know it's something and not only that but like the village right mm -hmm. and it's like it's a it's a wonderful it's just a i don't know it, i think the other thing is that i think i love about that that one that um number is that anyone can relate to that mm. it's like a why is the come on camera. <laughs> uh why is the is that the is you could be in a bowling alley or like you the dating or like a group date at a bowling alley yeah is so iconic yeah iconic. Like, <laughs> I, you, you know you like okay well what are we gonna do uh you know you might first day second day might be a movie first day might be a bowling alley yeah in fact my first date with my now wife, we did go to the bowling alley. It was a, it, we ended up, it was just dating. I didn't plan it, but then we had friends that were coming. They're like, Hey, we want to go like, let's go. Okay. Let's meet up. Why is my freaking camera? Not <laughs> uh, anyways. So, uh, yeah, so it was great. So awesome. Mm. I don't know what else I have to say. <laughs> Can I choose mine? Ab no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Go. <laughs> um, I, I think my favorite one. Look, I, I, I already talked about uh, I want to hold your hand, and I think it, it hits so good. It hits so hard. Um, it Going back to that juxtaposition, like it just – it's such a happy song, but in this case, it's so much emotion and pain yeah. as well, right? Um, <clears throat> so I love that one, but um, I want you. She's yes. so heavy. Yes, which <sighs> I used on that project. Just FYI, oh, okay. and yeah, I, yeah, used, yeah. I used I used a screenshot of that reaching out because you know yeah. to like capture you know the feeling of of the you know the U.S. <laughs> army yeah, yeah, wanting yeah. like of Uncle know, Sam. Yeah. Except I was I was actually going to say that was the one that I like for me yeah. is like because 
rewatching it, that that number was like for, for I remember watching and thinking like this is like crazy. But <laughs> this time watching it, I was like, not only is it good, mm-hmm. no, it's great. Yeah, it's phenomenal. But the way they decided to do it. Do you have any? Do you have, do you have some notes? Because <laughs> I feel like you do. <laughs> Give me the breakdown on this one. Because I feel to me, I was watching this. I'm like, one, they have, I don't know how many people, but they're in this like army man suit, weird plastic head thing. I was like looking at the budget. I'm like, how did they get away with the budget for this movie being so low? Okay. Here's a question: <laughs> How much do you think that number cost? Oh, a, mm. I think. They just like got people who were passionate about this project. That's how the, the, the kind of documentary kind of felt. Like all these people just wanted to do this movie. Like Selma Hayek, like she just wanted yeah. to do this movie. And I don't think they paid her like that much. Like she just yeah. wanted to do this movie. Be part of it was just like part. every, yeah. It, it was very it was much. The Beatles and Michael Jackson for some <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. You know the number? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I. I would say okay, so I think the total budget for the film was 24 20 something 20, 20, 24 million, uh, something like that. Okay. I want to say it was a million. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it was exactly oh. one million. I was watching an interview with the again with the producer in the, in the same interview, and just that number, just that one sequence cost them a million dollars. Yeah. I was gonna I'm like I'm because like they build the entire stage. Right, they're they're being pulled under. Right when they lay down, the choreography, the makeup, getting those like the sequence. generic GI Joe chins. Mm-hmm. Right? And the whole like miniature, they built like a whole miniature battlefield too. That yeah. they could like and that that statue that they that I think it was styrofoam though, but yeah, the statue that's yeah, here. Yeah, no, they still have to like you know you're model it's a it. set designer like yeah model, model it, it. Yeah. the to, to like not only that but like the time it took to film that sequence. Mm-hmm. Because I mean like there are like there's the giant choreography. There's also the like sequence of having to make sure, okay, where are we gonna find the warehouse? So warehouse costs, like the crew for the day of the cost. But I just it's well and then the special effects. Mm-hmm. Right for I want you. I just the animation of the of the Uncle Sam coming which out, right? Holds up mm-hmm. so well. Good. I was yeah. like, yo, where you at, freaking whoever created this studio? Because I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is so good. Yeah, for for a 2007 film. 2007 film, it looks really good. Better than a lot of the things that are being put out today. Um, no, I love it, and I again, I I, I want you is like one of my favorite um, songs. songs? Okay. Just because, like, I, I love the guitar in it. Um, I, I, I love just, like, the rhythm it has. And it's just, it really only has, like, four lines, but it's it's like an eight-minute long song. Would not with, hold up today. With Yeah, it wouldn't hold up today, but with a gray guitar. And and I think, I remember with the first time I saw it, this was, again, and we, we all did high school and <laughs> Viet- no, we didn't. Vietnam was always like a subject that like was the, over brush. Like, yeah, it was like a line. Air, and then no. we, uh, <laughs> that, having, having that, that history teacher that I had, no, it wasn't. Cause he's like, no, I will tell you the shit that happened. <laughs> he's like, I, yeah. awesome. I wish I had that. <laughs> Me right? too. He was so I would ask, awesome. I would ask him like, so like, why is there only like two paragraphs about Vietnam in this mm-hmm. entire? Oh no, he would be <laughs> like, right? yeah, they try to like hide, hide. No, they, they do. Well, they, thing, yeah. 
it, the the military industrial complex completely wants to bury that whole time period. Yeah. Like they want to bury what happened to why they were there. They want to bury the the amount of literal trauma that is still being processed mm-hmm. till today. I had at least four, three to four people in my life that I did. I later realized that they were drafted to this war, mm-hmm. and that they, that shaped a lot of like who they are. But then they were they would never talk about it. Yeah. Like, I don't think, even if I asked them, like, to have a discussion, I think they would just, you know, like, they would just, like, no. You would, when you, like, interacted, you wouldn't think that they ever, like, went through anything, traumatic, you know, anything like that. But that, like, it was, it's something they had to bury into a, you know, put into some sort of, like, chest thing, dig it six foot into <laughs> their, their metaphorical mind, bury that thing, and then build a house over it so they would never have to go and build, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have the, I have the, I've had the great opportunity with, with my collegiate kind of like, or my, you know, my academic history in a way, aside from, from that history teacher, but um, also in, in my undergrad of like public health and stuff. Um, and then also in, um, in my grad, grad school things of, of um, kind of similar, similar situations of, of studying um, uh, like public health war and, and things like that and as well as like just public health no no do, no dues like don't do this or like or warnings <laughs> and one of the biggest is vietnam related of of monsanto and agent orange well the, the yeah. agent rainbows essentially um and uh and yeah like so i've had i of course i'm not an expert on on the Vietnam, but I have had a lot of exposure to to Vietnam War, and then of course, like across the universe, I was like, <laughs> like not in my life, I was just like, oh yeah, I would love to, I would love to learn more about this and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like it's known as like you know the only war that we ever lost, kind of thing and stuff like that. Yeah. Korean War is the m- most forgotten war, but yeah, <laughs> Vietnam is yeah the one that we lost, kind of thing. Uh, Marsh, I wanted to ask you then. How did that? How did how did that? How did this movie shape this song for you? Then I loved it just because I knew of the draft, right? Right. And 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 I think like seeing this. This was me, two thousand seven. I was. I had. I think I had just turned like eighteen, right? So I was still. I was about to leave high school, enter college, enter into my like early adult life, and and I remember just being like, man, that would have sucked, like. I would have been drafted. Understatement of the mm-hmm. freaking whatever. Like, and and then and I think what seals it for me is just that last um, sequence in, in 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 that number where they're carrying, you know, Lady Liberty, and and the lyrics of she's so heavy. Yeah. Right. And I I had always heard that song. I'd always loved this song from the Beatles. The song is dedicated to to Yoko Ono, and 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 you know she's so heavy means like how awesome and like such a such a such a 60s 70s uh slang of like so cool and like such a unique person right and and you know which is you know uh, back to the future a a running joke of the phrase it's heavy Uh, right Um, yeah but uh but um when it's used here of like liberty and and the price of freedom it's such a heavy toll Mm. And it was such a heavy price to pay for these soldiers. And was it, were we even fighting for liberty? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's when it hit me. I'm like, 
freaking Vietnam. And like, it just <laughs> like, I, I, I think it was just that, again, going back to this juxtaposition of like this song about the love that an individual has for someone else. And then now of this song of like the government out to hunt you and get you. And now you have to pay your life this heavy toll for us to justify being in this war mm -hmm. right yeah and i just love i i love just the imagery of them carrying lady liberty on their backs and just yelling she's so heavy yeah, yeah. and then also to follow it up with another like kind of like just position of of the whole dialogue that that max has with like you know his two friends of like i ate all those cotton balls and, and stuff like that <laughs> and then like but then there's like a gravity to like that's what that's what's awesome about this movie as well as like it, it holds like gravity but then also like levity in the same breath in a way in yeah. certain moments and that's one of them because they're having a very like like kind of like rough conversation of like he's like i'm going to war and like yeah. and then one of the friends like learn french or die like they, like he they, they're like seeing it as like a death sentence and stuff like that especially like lucy who has seen you know somebody die because of this war and like uh and and yeah it's just kind of like uh it, it's that gravity but then levity at the same time and that this movie kind of like encompasses as well too i don't think that the, you summed up this movie beautifully mm -hmm. it's it's a deep with levity and i think that's part of really what this movie does i I'm, I'm so grateful you picked this movie for for the movie that shaped you and i i, lo I just I, I love doing these interviews with with guests because uh I get to see these movies in just a different life. Like, why is yeah. it that you maybe you know why why is this movie picked, right? And then being not only like having new and fresh eyes on something that like maybe slipped by for you know mm -hmm. for several years, and, and being reminded that good movies never die; they just they just grow, right? And I think, um, particularly this movie will become more and more a movie that will be. Um, touted as a film that can help open up the conversation of this time period mm -hmm. yeah. of the things that happened, the feelings that were felt, the, the, the juxtaposition between actual people. Like there were people like I, you know, Jude's character, the fact that like Lucy is inter, you know, intermingling with this character who is um, uh, charismatic and, and, you know, uh, attractive, but also like, passionate about something that she's also passionate about but in a way that you know um <laughs> that is trying to do good things that are bad yeah, yeah right um and having but also having the the fact that like we all go on our journeys we like our life life is not something that can be said that you have one story and that's it yeah yeah and and i think that's sealed for me i i think that the character of, of uh jude um for me really does that right he as a foreigner, like he's oh, yeah. just kind of like, yeah, okay, Vietnam, whatever. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, like all all of these things happening in U.S. in the '60s were so foreign to him, mm -hmm. right? And he almost seems like a a character that's just kind of 
passing by through all of this, right? Yeah, and the, which is one of his famous like um, pictures as well. Is that like of his? It's like just passing through is like one of the murals that he has, and it's it's actually of Lucy and and him trying to hold on to Lucy, but it could You're be right. transferred to to him as well. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think he's such a unique character. I like that that um, we're not seeing this from the view of 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 Max of being drafted or or, or leaving a girl behind, right? Um, I love the idea. I love that it was scripted out by a foreigner coming here, and you have the backdrop of the '60s of counterculture of Vietnam of of the civil rights movement, mm. and he is just witnessing all this. What is his role in all of this? Yeah. And at the end, it's summed up with with um, I just forgot love, love, or, right? Uh, what's it? Um, all you need is love. All, all you need, need is love. love. Mm-hmm. Thank right? you. <laughs> Which I freaking so cry every single time I get to this part. You you would cry even more about the because in that documentary they show like the rehearsal they rehearse like essentially the whole movie, and in the rehearsals they were supposed to like end like end up on like you know, like kissing and end up on the same roof and stuff. And I, it it makes me like, it's, it's nice that they get to see each other in that face that he gives. Like when he finally sees her, it's just like, Oh (laughs) my gosh, like at that point you're bawling and stuff like that. But then there's also that, that part of you that just like, I just want to like embrace and kiss. So, so if you get that feeling, go and watch the making of, because they get that, (laughs) they get that moment and you're like, okay, I feel good. Good to know. it was intended to, to to have that separation then, right? In the movie. In or the was movie, like... yeah, they made that choice. Yeah, okay. but like in okay. the rehearsals in the early stages of the movie, you know, like I was saying, like they they very much like once they started filming, like did things on the fly, made changes, like like the Selma Hayek thing of like, okay, yeah, <laughs> let's like multiply you and stuff like that. Of, um, but but yeah, like uh, they uh, that was the choice that they made, like in the final final scene. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It's so good. It's so good. So good. It's a great movie. I I want to talk one last thing before we yeah, wrap no. it up. Um, Julie Tamer actually just did literally like six weeks ago an interview for the Hollywood Reporter. Um, it's like if you have time, it's like a two hour long interview. Um, but she's asked about whether this will ever be on stage. Oh, Ooh. question: Would you guys like to see this? An adaptation of this taken to the stage. No. Yeah, I if it's I maybe if it's done really, really Come on, Ariel, you gotta like just soak, soak this know. guy in. His he just this is what a person looks like when their brain is completely <laughs> shattered. And that was just a quick no, just like no, I don't want to. <laughs> okay, but I wanna hear go. <laughs> it would have to be innovative. It would as much as much innovation as the movie itself was. I don't like <laughs> They don't have to carbon copy, you know, the elements. They can't, you know, they can't. Right. But to have as much innovation as this movie did, then I would, I would like to see it. I would like to possibly, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's still people in the U.S. that like could capture this. And Julie Tambor, if Julie Tambor is like on board and like directing it. And you know, just like full on, like I, yeah, this is my baby as well. Like I'm, I'm transferring it. Then, then yeah, I would have a lot more, um, you know, it would have a lot more potential. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it's a hard. I don't know, because 
it, it's the it's the, i'm just hoping because if i if it comes out i would want it to be successful and like yeah um, no. like it might be there's but then there's like right now i don't know if you're you know are caught up on like broadway kind of like air you know sphere of broadway but there are a lot of jukebox musicals coming out mm -hmm. you know so i don't know mm -hmm. if if it's like the right time because there's so much of a saturation in the market right now sure sure so, yeah. yep yep but yeah, Look, i i just don't think this movie this is this is a artist who who knew who knows theater mm -hmm. and came to the medium and took what she knows and brought it to the medium that is a film and i just don't i don't even if you adapt it you could get an adapt adaptation that would be good that would be enjoyable yeah i i just think that it would it would it wouldn't cause the same impact mm -hmm. that this movie does um and it would almost i'm being a little bold saying this but i <laughs> i think that if they did do that it would almost lessen the impact for this film yeah interesting yeah yeah I took, and i this is just some, like as someone who understand who who's done filmmaking and whatever uh and seeing this movie rewatching it the fact that this movie is what it is it is playing not only what film started out as, as theater acts in as a moving picture, yeah, but then taking what digital and what editing brought to film and putting it all together into this um, wonderful medley of cinematography, of filmmaking, of storytelling, of musicals, of theater, of you know, we you know what what can some of the best. And, and, you know, you might, people might say like, well, the Hans is not quite the same, but I just think this, there's no other film that I can think of that has mm -hmm. any sort of sense of, I mean, you get musicals. Yeah, they're great, but they're, you know, they're, they're a fun time, mm -hmm. but nothing like what, what you come out feeling from this movie. Yeah. 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 You know what I would back? I would back it 100%. I would back them doing a reunion concert of, and like doing like oh, a, okay. of just them, you know, like. Why are you yeah. thinking? Yeah, like yeah. they did, you know, like that Spring Awakening concert. That I would like fly wherever I I was on. I, I could not go to the Spring Awakening one, but I would fly <laughs> to that one, like in a heartbeat, because I I love you know, like yeah, this is my my, my favorite, like favorite. That I would say. I would, is I would back that movie. because, uh, but with the yeah. original cast, you know, like uh -huh. just, you know, everybody. What if you know, kind of could you? What if they did this sort of that sort of reunion um, thing, music concert? Mm -hmm. But they had a backdrop, like they did some sort of like projection style, like movie sequence stuff. Why is my freaking camera struggling? <laughs> uh, it's like it's no, tired. Yeah, definitely. Like I mean, like uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, you could definitely set something up like that with a backdrop and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, look at you. All right, uh, producers, Ariel Ortiz is. Uh, <laughs> Open for uh, for negotiation, negotiation. Oh. producing rights. Yeah, yeah, I could produce. It. Like, just get me all the connections, and I'll I'll plan everything out. Yeah, no, yeah. uh, Marcel, you're a yes. Um, I'm sorry I, if I, I scared you. No, no, no. I was a, I was a, I was a no because I'm like, how do you capture mm -hmm. this lightning in a bottle twice, but put it on stage? Right. What you guys have said. Um, 
but Julie in this interview totally sold me on on it. Okay, what, what? did she say? What did she say? So she she has a draft already completed that she's held on to for years. She's been and and she's very open about it in this interview. Um, we'll link it in, in our show notes, but. She talks about how like it's just been hard like getting licensing rights to the songs. Yeah, so it makes sense. Because, stage, right? So, so speaking of licensing rights, um, at the time of this movie coming out, was it still under the Jackson um, yeah. property? Yeah, I believe. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't until 20... after, after. Yeah, something. I think it's it was after. Yeah. It wasn't until because you couldn't so get it was like anything. Five years, or I think maybe five years yeah. after his uh, Michael Jackson's death, then then yeah. um, Paul McCartney, like yeah, essentially had a bet yeah. and he won for for the rights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so she she's saying that she's been trying for for the longest time to just figure out licensing on 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 the music. If Paul but... McCartney didn't have a second wife, then he like if his first wife was still alive, <laughs> then he would. Have... <laughs> Sorry, no. That's okay. <laughs> Um, but she has pitched it like this. She has said that there are, she said it won't, it wouldn't be a traditional Broadway stage musical where you have the stage and the set pieces coming in and out. Right. She's, she says, you know, and which I thought was very unique. She said that this movie has 200 scenes, not shots, 200 scenes yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, imagine translating that mm-hmm. on stage. She's like, it would be impossible. So what she has pitched is she saw this stage in Europe somewhere where it the the seating is in the middle. Yeah. And the way that she describes it is almost like being in the volume, right? Like in the, oh, okay, in the volume. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have screens, projections all around you. And with the scene changes, those scenes, those projections change. So you as an audience are in an immersive stage. And, and American and, seeing status like of the round moving. Or Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, everything would shift, and you would, uh, you know, you you don't have the 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 performers coming in and out of the stage. Rather, it's all happening around you and interactive with you. Mm-hmm. She's like, because of of the way the she designed the movie, she's like, I just couldn't do this in a traditional stage. Yeah, that's yeah. No, mm-hmm. I mean that's okay. So she has it. She she believes that technology is there. Oh that yeah, she can do it. It would be uh, expensive. It would, it would be, be ex- more expensive than the movie. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100% yeah. more expensive than me. I, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm sold. I'm sold. But, but she, I mean, it, it's, it would be really cool to see it in that kind of a setting where the scenes are changing around you, right? And, it, mm-hmm. and it's more interactive. And then, um, then just a, a regular stage. Yeah. Truthfully, a uh, 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 present, like a, staging presentation that i think kind of like it, it is on a stage it's not on a round but the seamlessness of the movements of scenes was so and and it had like a screen in the background that was really awesome um um is the staged version of spirited away it, i, I oh, just oh, recently watched true. that in in theaters like during part of, as part of the um you know, Mirazaki, like a, yeah. a fan, Phantom event kind of series. The Phantom events. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that had a really awesome, seamless, like, and you, you I mean, if you don't know Spirit, event, Spirit Away, like just, you know, visually like beautiful moments and stuff yeah. like that. And they capture it very well. I very well enjoyed that. So I, I would, I would like probably look into the, that kind of staging as well. And uh, from that mm-hmm. like Japanese company as well too. 
So she's, I mean, she's ready. <laughs> bless her. She's ready to do it. She's just waiting for the for the licensing rights. Mm-hmm. I feel like if she, I would want it to be like a limited, like you you had to be there. Mm-hmm. Limited run. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just am like, I mean, the freaking tickets would be free and safe. Or, or they, like recorded at least. You know, like you know, I I, I really feel like uh, like recording these kind of things, even if you have to pay for it. Like it, it yeah, makes yeah, it so I, accessible, and I really hope yeah, that, yeah. that other like shows do that because yeah, yeah like Hamilton mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Ariel, thank you so much for hopping on for the pod. It was a wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh no, definitely. Um, thank you to all those of you who are listening um, or watching us on YouTube. Um, if you like this episode, we would love it if you could give us a rating. Um, whatever that may be, and let us know in the comments what is your favorite song or song sequence for this movie in the comments or when you do leave the review. You can also get in touch with us via email, uh, you're at Real Chumps, or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, obviously YouTube, uh, and on Threads. You can also follow me and Danny on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Marstrosity, M-A-R-C. M-A-R-C-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. <laughs> and I'm Rubio underscore TV or Rubio dot TV on other platforms. Ariel? Yeah, Ariel, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find me on the Undercast um, company uh, socials and and um, our podcasts. Um, like I said, I have a monthly podcast called You've Never Seen? Question mark, exclamation point that, um, you know, you can always find me on and, and please go back and, and listen to those all, all those episodes. If you like the kind of like deep kind of like uh things that we got into and i uh, and uh, in this episode randomly we get into some very deep like ideas and feelings within ourselves yeah. in that podcast so so yeah even if it is just a random like 80s movie we get deep for some reason it just leads that in, down that road movies yeah movies are meant to be uh-huh. deep yeah movies are meant to be talked about to have discussed to be rewatched to to be newly watched you know yeah. that's that's what's what it is it's beautiful yeah ariel again thank you so much for joining us go check out uh ariel uh the other cast team um and and everything that they're doing they've got some great content yeah great stuff yeah out. we're gonna be um revamping and and uh changes are on the way and and i'm excited for them and and uh hopefully adding some more to our repertoire <laughs> as i say awesome. it. yeah very cool Uh, Join us next week as we will be doing a breakdown, a discussion about the summer blockbuster uh, movies and kind of the state of movies for uh, where we're at and the theater experience. So stay tuned for that. See you next week. We'll see you. Bye. Thanks for being amazing. (laughs) 